excited because we have yet another Nudelberg joining the huddle this morning. Um, fasten your seatbelts because today is going to be a wild one. We're going to be talking college football. We'll be talking Dion. The entire world was Dion yesterday. And uh, what a great motivational topic that is. Uh, good morning, boys. I can't tell you how many group chats I either got like a link to the press conference or I got a link to a post on Instagram, like yeah. it was everywhere. There were so many people talking about it yesterday. Great think, to have a conversation yeah. about it today. And I'll just touch on it, but I think it's interesting. You know, some people say, oh, he's in over his head because he's doing things differently. Sure. And those are the people who I think will get left behind. Yeah, um, right. So it'll, it'll set up for a really good conversation. Nick yeah. Mao here this morning. Good to see you, Nick. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen your name. He's been face. a busy dude. He's been a busy dude. A couple of things I want to get out of the way. Do you gentlemen know the name Curtsy Alley? Christy Alley. Kirsty. Is it Kirsty Alley? Kirsty Alley. I thought it was Christy Alley. You know who that is? It's Kirsty. Sorry. Yeah. I know, I know because I read, but I don't. I wouldn't yeah, have known I know that. that is. She passed away <laughs> last. She passed away. Yes. So no, I'll tell you, she was absolutely fantastic um, in Cheers. Um, so, and one of my favorite movies was uh, Who's Looking at You? Or, you know, the, no, look who's talking. Look <laughs> 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 who's looking at you. Who's looking, hey, who's looking at you, kid? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> That's, so, that's for me like she, obviously uh, cheers sure but for me she was look who's talking like that was the role that she embodied that was a movie that was iconic for my generation so i, I so when gabby says to me kirsty alley died and i was like oh wow and she was like she was 74 i think is what she was, and I was 70 she was 71 and i was like oh that means we're old like if Christy Alley was seventy one, I was like, "Oh man!" Well, so, you know, for me, throw it's the just, wrench at the guy <laughs> because, like, all the people that are—I mean, she's my peer. You know, nine years older than me. Sure. God, you know, like, holy shit, man, that's unreal, crazy. But uh, so, rest in peace, Kirsty. Um, we have a great show today. Let's just jump right in. Um, we, we got a little bit of follow-up on Gaslight, a couple of words you need to know, and then we are talking football. So strap it in. Let's go. Wake it up.
Let's go. I think he Man, just froze. Yeah, he's done. So let's, let's I just heard him it. say. I just heard him say, "Whoa!" All right, so kick it off. You got it. So we're gonna carry on the conversation a little bit from yesterday about gaslighting, and there's a new word. There's another word that we want to share with everybody, which is ultra crepidarian. Do you, Jake? Do you know what an ultra crepidarian is? I, I don't. I probably should have done more research. Um, probably should have read the notes for the show. Yeah, if you could have had the answer, but I think it's better <laughs> if you don't know the answer. Actually, if anybody in no the idea. comment section wants to tell me what an ultra crepidarian oh. is, I would love to hear. Oh, there he is. He's back. I love. I love the definition. Now that I've seen it, I absolutely love it. So, Dad, you want to read Ultra Crepidarian now that you're back in the... Yeah, so this was a follow-up to Gaslight, right? Right. Someone who expresses opinions on matters outside of the scope of one's knowledge or experience. And to me, the, this word could be substituted with the word fool. <laughs> you're a fool, man. You know, I hear people talking all the time. And I don't ever refer to myself as an expert, but I know my shit. I've been there. I've done it. I had great lunch with Andy uh, Sterner yesterday. He was one of the most successful entrepreneurs I know. And that's we're a great picture. Yeah, that's before. a great picture. Yeah, we, we just had this amazing time. We were deep in conversation, almost like a tennis match. He's bright. I'm bright, sharpening each other. This you know, so I never heard ultra crepidarian, which that's just too fancy for me. I just say go with fool. Yes. So, People but then they don't know about it's they look foolish. So we're talking about gaslighting. We're talking about ultra crepidarian. But then our man Seth Godin drops an absolute nugget into our inbox yesterday that happened to be right on point. Che, do we have that to show as well, or we don't have that graphic? That one he doesn't have. That's all right. So we can yeah. I can we can read from yesterday because I think you popped it in here, didn't you? So here, yeah, here, here. I have it right here. So he's he he leaves the title expertise and he says in a competition between someone who knows the most and someone who is willing to learn the most, the edge usually goes to the curious and empathetic professional, not the one who is simply protecting what they already know. Like that when the first time I really got introduced to Adam Grant, I listened to a podcast of him on Nike's channel, and he talked about being an expert now as being an expert in the in the 1910s and saying being an expert back then meant you knew something and you held on to that knowledge and then you taught it consistently. Being an expert now means you have to every day actively try to learn what's happening with what you know and prove what you know wrong in order to continue to be an expert. And I thought he, he summed it up perfectly there. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, for me, the words curious, you know, and empathetic, you know, if I go back eight years, nine years ago, if I wasn't curious about LinkedIn, you know, that would have changed the direction of all of our lives. The fact that I took the time to invest, I was curious. I was like, this one seems different. Wait a minute. It, there, it's your recruiting tool. Aren't I recruiting new relationships? So that, you know, that expertise came from the foundation of curiosity. And every day I'm curious. I do so much reading, so many articles. I 
read them, unpack them, and then save them for the huddle. Uh, you know, and we could do the huddle for another year and I'd have enough content in my huddle content folder. So anyway, great stuff to think about, new words. How about this word? For me, it was a new word, and it'll bridge us to football. Um, the word is scoregami. Score. <laughs> you know what scoregami is? I guess it's the uh, all the different scores that have happened in the NFL. Jake knew that. You, you can I? look up any score. You can see how many times it's happened. You can see what team scored it, which was home, which was away. Um, so, so it's on like a, a database of every score that ever happened in the NFL. Forever. And on Sundays and Mondays, this Twitter account roots for Scorigami and uh, like gives percentages like mid-game of how likely it is and what the likely score is. Like so, people will start rooting for unreal teams or need a field goal here. We need a field goal here, and it's just a different way to root for the game, uh, which is pretty funny. I think that they should adopt it in like so- in soccer. Score a dummy! <laughs> you know, or I, I just watched one of the curb episodes, an old curb episode, when he tries to talk to the sushi guys. <laughs> anyway, insane. Um, so we're going to bridge the gap. We're going to talk some football, college, pro, lots of leadership lessons. But the TCU game at halftime, Ashanti gave us the new greatest version of the uh, national anthem. Go. Fantastic rendition. Is that light you light you up? I mean, let's go. I got the chills. So I'll say it is the World Cup, and so like it's very patriotic time, like in the country. I think you know you see every other country crying at their anthem or supporting their countries. How about the timing for Chris White? Chris White's driving down A one A as he's listening to that. Windows down, looking at the beach. That's fantastic. You're welcome. Today's like free falling, you know? <laughs> right. I love it. I, I love it. So we were talking about Dion. 
Um, Dion spoke to the team. Now he's still going to coach Jackson State, or they may have won. Did they already play? They won the SWAC championship already. I don't know if they have one more game that he's going to finish. He said he finished business. This was the most intense leadership. Like, I am now a Buffalo fan for sure. Show me the pieces. This is a wonderful clip. It's 15 minutes, and you should watch it for those of you that have time. We can't do that here. So I pulled the nugget out, but I want to talk about how you really lead. All this don't stop. I still have unfinished business to do with Jackson State because whatever I start, I'm gonna finish. And we gotta go win this championship. We gonna do that. But then shortly thereafter, I just want you to know, I'm coming. Not to compete, but to win. Not to show up, but to show out. Not to be amongst the rest, but to be the best. I'm coming. I'm flat out coming. This is real. This ain't no ESPN or this ain't one of the networks you just happen to see me on. I'm right in front of you. You know why? Because I'm coming. I'm coming to restore, to replace, to re-energize some of y'all that are salvageable. I'm not going to lie. Everybody that's sitting there in the seat ain't going to have a seat when we get back. But I'm coming. Uh, I started, and we're going to go dominate, and we're going to work. I'm coming to work and not to play. I'm coming to kill it and not to kick it. I'm coming. So you got to understand. So when I get back, ain't going to be no hats and no meetings. Ain't going to be no hoodies on and no meetings. Ain't going to be no phones. I wish you would bring a phone in my meeting. It ain't going to be no earring in the meeting. Everybody's going to look like everybody. I'm coming. It's going to be a different place, a different feel, a different attitude, a different energy, a different work ethic, a different want, a different hunger, a different desire, a different need, a different capacity. It's going to be a different reach. I'm coming. See, by now you better feel it. You can feel what I'm saying. You can feel where I'm coming from. And you know I ain't playing because I got the credentials to back it up. I'm coming. So, so much, but you know I'm not playing. You know? (laughs) That was like as forward and direct and, you know, you you know, people talk about General Patton, you know, and the great speeches of all time, MacArthur and all of these great, you know, speeches. That one could go down as one of the best I've ever heard because I hope you bring a phone to my meeting. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. He didn't get nasty. All he did was speak the truth to those kids and let them know what my what, what I'm here to do, why I'm coming here. Right. Here's here's what you can expect from me. Here's what I'm going to expect from you. And I'm going to tell you right now, because there's a point in there that we didn't get to hear, but he lets every, there's, he opens it up for people to ask questions. And one of the kids asks him, he says, what's the off-season program going to be like? And he responds to the kid, I'm going to try to make you quit. He goes, most of you in here, I'm going to try to run you off. And the ones that think you belong here, I'm going to try to make you quit to make sure you know that you you belong here, to make sure that there's no doubt that you belong in the room. So to me, it's just being very direct about how high the standard really is. Now, there's a lot of people who could go in there and have that conversation and say those things. You got to be willing to back it up because if he doesn't live that standard, if he doesn't live 
holding people accountable to what he just said, then it's all for naught. But I know he's going to. You know, so, one thing I, I found really valuable is that he was as authentic as any coach in, right. in college football. Um, you were a part of taking over a lot of teams. I saw the transition from one. I watched coaches try to tailor their message to get the buy-in from the player that was there instead of being their true self or their true coaching mind and personality so that if the player didn't buy you, that was okay. And this wasn't going to be a place for them anymore. And that's what I appreciate from Dion is go, we're going to do it a certain way here. And And someone else brought you here and that's okay. And that's not your fault, but. And that to me is the thing about leadership. Like you can't be afraid to have that conversation. Like, and I was a part of way too many team meetings where we walked in in front of the team and the head coach was like, hey, everybody's got a fresh resume. This is a fresh start for everybody. I'm excited for to have every bullshit. We walked into the staff room right after and talked about half the roster that we thought would never be able to play for us. So to have two very different messages in front of the team and behind closed doors, Dion's not doing that. Dion knows exactly what he thinks he has in that room and was not afraid to tell them that right then and there, that, that to me is you got to in leadership, be willing to have that conversation because if you don't, it creates trouble. So many of the CEOs that I work with who are constantly evaluating their teams, I said, just look at anybody that works for you. And if they interviewed for the job today, would they get it? And the pause that I get is like, hmm, no, you, we all learn to accept shit that we would never accept from somebody new. He's bringing new, he's bringing honest integrity, you know, work ethic, man, that, those people are going to work, you know? Yeah. Now he said at the beginning of it, he goes, I'm doing this because you got 42,000 people that show up every week for a one in 11 team. Are you kidding me? He, said for two, he goes for two decades. He goes, he goes, we're not, we're not going to allow what's been happening to happen here anymore. We're not going to do it for the fans, for the students, for the families. We're not going to do that anymore. And I don't know how much our audience exactly knows about college football and the ins and outs and all of its nuances, but the transfer portal, which is a recent addition to college football that allows players to kind of go everywhere else in the country, allows coaches to rebuild a hell of a lot faster than it used to be. However, I think I'm sure we have a lot of Miami fans that are watching us right now. Mario chose to wait till after the season to say, get out. Chose to wait, chose to wait, said, you know what? You don't want to be here. Don't be here then. Right. Right? Dion's doing that now. He's not wasting time. I will, I want the guys. Like, so that to me, what's the difference? Like, I'm going to, I'd rather go to war this year with guys who want to be here and do it the way that I want it done. I'm not going to try to get this buy-in. That's how you change the culture. It's not like we're going to slowly make this change. No, rip the fucking. Well, look what out. happens when you don't, right? Like, I, I if Dion's saying I'm willing to walk out with 45 guys instead of 85 guys, or 45 instead of 120, or 45 guys that I know are committed to who we are and how we do things, as opposed to saying no, 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 I'm going to keep the roster intact. And now I'm going to go out and try to see if it works. Well, look at everybody looking at Mario this year. They're like, what the hell happened? How could we not make a bowl game? How could we lose to Middle Tennessee State? Well, 
He had a bunch of guys who don't fit what he's trying to do, in which caused him more problems. Causes you worse execution. Causes you, I, I'd rather walk out with 22 guys that are willing to die on the field than walk out with 45 who aren't really sure that they want to be there. So one of the cool takeaways from for me was that Dion's not looking for validation from the from the audience. You know, and that was a big deal for me when I was speaking and people were going, oh, that's bullshit, man. That's not the way we do it. You, you know, you got a cold call, you got to do, you know, and it was like, I'm standing up there going, I'm not looking for your validation. It works. I know it works. This is, this is the way I'm going to do it. So would you play, would you want to play for Dion? Thousand percent. I, I want to work for Dion. Are you kidding? Oh, like, like, I want to be in the room with Dion. I don't care what the role is. I want to be a part of his organization because I know what he's building, what he's trying to do, or I at least believe in it. And so the other side of this, I think that we're just, I, we have to talk about is that none of this happens without social media. Correct. None of it. He's not as high profile a hire at Colorado without him putting on display everything he put on display at Jackson State. Nobody's talking about him in his team meeting and what he did and what he's doing if he doesn't bring a camera into that team meeting and show it on social media. So the power of social media and building brand, he's understood building brand since way before social media, but he's taken that to the next level as how to build his program. He put it out there on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere yesterday. He goes, I'm not hard to find. Hey, guys around the country, you don't like where you are? You want to go find a new place to play? You liked what I had to say in my team meeting? I'm not hard to find. So he's recruiting through social media, through his his his, his you know brand building. That, to me, is next level, which nobody else is doing. And he's doing it genuine authentic right. yeah. well this is just me and, I, and it's it's okay for there to be differing styles of coaching like mike mcdaniels is not dion and that's when that's what leadership is like leadership is not a one size fits all thing well so it, that, i agree yeah. with you and and the, the thing about the credentials is like i don't really give a shit who it is that says that message I don't care if somebody steps in front of me and talks the way Dion just talked to that team, they could be the first year head coach, never won a game before in their life. I'm getting on board. I believe in what he's saying. It can't be any wiggle room. You got to walk it. And we've seen many examples of guys who try and imitate it and are not genuine. They're not the real thing. That was for me at 27 stepping in front of the university of Cincinnati. I didn't have the credentials. I was going from being an understudy. Mike McDaniel didn't have the credentials. He had never done it before as a head coach, but he stepped in front of the team, said what you want to said what you need to say, but then live it, live it day in and day out. And that's what really creates the momentum and the success. It's not, the message is great. And yes, it's a great start. And if you have it, that's so important, but now you got to live it every day. And that's where the success comes in. So we are clearly in overtime. Um, I want to ask this question. So he gets paid $5 million, which to me is grossly underpaid compared to other guys that are making nine, 10. Anybody? Dabo's getting like nine, five or yeah, something. No, Dabo's 11. Dabo's 11. I mean, so he's getting paid. Dabo's 11. Kirby's like 11. 
just Thank because of him, he makes the entire organization better. He makes Colorado Buffaloes relevant. I will be buying a Colorado Buffaloes shirt or hat. Well, I think um, it's very it, it equates to when you go to a job interview. What are you bringing with you? Right. I'm bringing my personal brand. I have my network of 10,000 people I'm friends with. Like he brings that. Yeah. He, I'm bringing my donors. I'm bringing my players. Like, what are you bringing to the table as an Which employee? is a way different Not conversation than it's ever been in what, what are your, but it's the same thing in the business world. Like the social media, it's such a big, powerful like tool now and a resource and your network is your net worth. What are you bringing? So well, why would he accept $5 million when the rate is double that? Because he's not there for the bag. He said it. I'm not here for the bag. I'm here for the work. I'm here to do the work. I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for a check. I'm here to do the work. And this is the place that I'm choosing to do the work. That's a powerful statement. All right. Last question. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody has a crystal ball. What happens if he loses in the first year? He is. He might. Yeah, I mean, it's right. probably likely that he will lose in the first year. But that, to me, is it's not about the wins and the losses. It's how they play. How you do it. Right. How, how, what happens? What do we see? What do we really see as the product? So, like, I said that about Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell took over an absolute shit show at Florida State, right? But I saw in the first year they didn't get as many wins as they needed to get. But I was like, they're a different football team. They're competing differently. They're they're at least look organized and structured. They're a different football team. Now look at where they are. Now they're on the verge of getting 10 wins and and doing something incredible for themselves. The power of coaching, which obviously is self-serving to all of us, but the power of coaching, you look at the culture of the Jets, you look at the culture of the Dolphins, um, Mike McDaniel's quote after the game, Jake, do you know it or have it? Uh, No, I can't. I could paraphrase it. This is what I want to do. Jake, will you come back tomorrow? Let's talk about the conversation tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's continue the dialogue. Let's talk about coaches' examples. Let's talk about the bowls and the money and the business behind bowls. Wednesday wisdom about bowl games. Let's go. By the way, there is a list of bowl games, man. Shit. Crazy. We'll do the whole thing. Get down to business. Please don't worry about me I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one